discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. Beautiful. Father, thank you for your blessings. Once again, we are grateful we receive your word with gladness and with meekness, even in Jesus' name. Amen. How to receive the word for maximum impact. What was point number one? Receive the man of God, isn't it? Yes. But before I even mention that, I spoke about how important the word of God is, if you remember. I spent a great amount of time talking about how important the word of God is and what the word of God is. The word of God is a person, if you remember. You remember? Beautiful. Then we mentioned the very first thing that you need to do to receive the word of God for maximum. That is, what, that is what to make a difference in your life. You see, the word of God, the Bible says, is sharper than any two-edged sword. Isn't it? Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. Yes. Joint and marrow and all of that. It's very, the word of God is, is powerful. That is what made everything we are seeing in this world. Hallelujah. So, we are in the house of God because of God's word. We are not in the house of God because of a certain lady or a certain gentleman. Yes. Or because of some friends. When we close, we can, we can chat uh, as, we walk away, as we walk back or we can chat as we sit in an Uber. Like, your expectation, the, the, the reason for coming to the house of God is because of an individual. No, it's, it's not supposed to be like that. We are in the house of God because of, if there's any individual we are in, in church because of, it's because of Jesus Christ. Do you see? We are around because of who? Jesus Christ. Not because of any other person. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So it's important that you receive the word of God for your development. That is what to cause you to develop. That is what to cause you to grow. Without the word, you cannot grow. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says that as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Isn't it? Yes. As newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Can you show it to us on the screen? So it's important that the word of God is received with, um, with maximum attention. You give it the attention it requires for, for it to work in you. If you don't receive it the way it's supposed to be received, it's not going to work. Hallelujah. I remember many years ago, because if you read in the Bible, you see that we are, we are born of the word. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23 says that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that lives and abides forever. So as a child of God, you're actually born of God's word. Do you see? And because you are born of God's word, you need God's word to be sustained, to keep going. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need God's word to keep going, isn't it? It's important. It's important. 
Hallelujah. Just as you, you can't do without air, you can't also do without the Word of God. It's important. Very, very important. And I preach about the Word of God a lot. I talk about the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the name of Jesus. These are the, these are the most important things in the Bible. Do you see? So, more of God's Word received appropriately will help you bear the fruits that God wants you to bear. How many of you want to bear fruits? Yes. You, always, you have to bear fruits. You have to develop. You have to get better and greater. The Word of God is true. It's not a lie. Okay? It is what? It is true. It's not a lie. Hallelujah. So because you are born of God's Word, we need God's Word to keep going. Without God's Word, you can't keep going. If you want to kill a fish, no fisherman goes to, um, to the sea with bombs and guns. Have you seen a fisherman, as he's going to, for fishing, he's carrying, his, there are bombs in his ship or in his boat. There are machine guns. And he's going to see, when you ask him, what are you going to do? So I'm going to get some fishes. You don't, you don't need, you don't need, you don't need cutlass for fish to catch the fish. You, you, ah, that's not how to get the fish. All you need to do is to bring the fish out of its environment, where it is born. If you're able to bring it out of where it is born, that's the end. Initially, the fish looks as though it's like everything is fine because it will still be alive to be moving like that. Give it some two, three, four minutes, five minutes at most. You realize that it is, it is gone. All you need to kill the fish is to take it out of his environment. All that is required to kill a Christian and destroy a Christian is to take him or her out of the word of God. That's all. Yes, that's all. The devil is not interested. He's just interested in the word of God in your life. If he can take it out, it's finished. If he can get you not to have it sown properly, then it's finished. This is what I'm talking about. Yes. So it's so important that you receive the word of God in the right way, appropriately, for things to work the way God wants you to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yes. I remember many years ago, um, there were a group of young people, you know, who were so interested in the Word of God, but for the wrong reasons. Yes. They were interested in the Word of God, but for the wrong reasons. They were interested in hearing new revelation. And there are some people like that around now. Yes. I was much younger then. And just, they are just looking for revelation, the newest revelation. Revi. That particular word came during those times. Revi, this is about 10 years ago, 10, 12, 15 years ago. Revi. Revi was the latest Revi in town. They want to, hey, if a preacher is preaching, they're like, hey, this man, he can bore Revi power. He can give revelation. <laughs> they, are, they are in the Bible. You, sh you, should have, you should avoid becoming a child of God who is like that. A child of God who is interested in hearing a new thing and telling a new thing. The word of God is not for that purpose. It's not for you to hear a new thing and tell a new thing. No. If you read in Acts chapter 17, let me show you. They are in the Bible. Acts chapter 17, verse 16. Acts 17, 16. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. So, this is Paul at Athens. Do you know Athens? Where is Athens found? Greece. So this is the, uh, uh, the Grecian city, okay? His spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry at that time. Next verse. Therefore, 
distributed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons, and in the market daily with, that, with them that met with him. So he was talking, sharing the word of God with them consistently and continuously. Next verse. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans, these guys are also, they are also still around. We have Epicureans in our system in the world now. And Stoics, and there's a group called Stoics. And of the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler see? Eh? Others, others, some, or some of them also said, he seemed to be a set of of strange gods because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Next verse. And they took him. So they took Paul and brought him onto Europagus, also called Master's Hill. It was like a, a theater where they used to argue concerning various things. Um, these guys went to philosophy, knowledge, and all of that. Do you see? Yes. Um, Solomon, who had so much wisdom and so much knowledge, said that to the learning of books, there's no end. <laughs> yes. So it's good to learn, but don't, don't allow what you are learning to make you foolish. You are, you are learning so you feel that you are wiser than everybody, and actually you become very foolish. That is what I'm talking about. Yes. Some of us who are interested in, we have a lot of medical doctors and PhD holders. Lecturers. We have lecturers in our church. Can you imagine? Young lecturers who have PhD. Do you see? So there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying don't learn. Learn. Hey, why won't you learn? That's not what the pastor said, though. Hey. But what I'm trying to say is that education is meant to help you live. It's not, it's not to help you become something else. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So be wise. Eh? Yes, there are people who read the Bible for the purpose of knowledge. You are, you are making a mistake. The Bible is meant to change you. It's the word of God sent to change you. It's not the word of God for knowledge. Ma amassing knowledge. That's why some people can go to certain Bible schools and come out not believing in Jesus Christ anymore. Because of the kind of knowledge that is given to them. Revi this, I, I want you to avoid it. It's important. It says, and further by this, this is Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 12. And further by this, my son, be admonished of making many books. There is no end. And much study is the weariness of the flesh. Ish. I'm not saying your, your, <laughs> your exam that you're going to write as you are studying is weariness. What? No, that's not what I'm saying. You'll be tired. You have to still learn it. There's someone in my house who's always learning. She's going to write it. She's learning all the time. Every time. I mean, yesterday I saw her sitting on ice chest learning. It was, <laughs> I tell you, it was not a small thing. So you have to learn. It's important. Okay? Pass all your exams. Get excellent grades. It's important. But what I'm trying to say is that don't allow the quest for knowledge to destroy your life. Okay? So if, if you go to the last verse of, of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, the last verse. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. So go to 13 into 14. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This is it. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Fear God and what? So if the knowledge that you are getting is not making you fear God, you should, you should watch it. If the knowledge you are getting is making you not fear God and making you trust in yourself more, become more confident in yourself, you should be careful of that knowledge. 
and making you look down on others. You should be careful of that knowledge. You have to be very careful. Hmm? Humility is the key for rising higher and higher. Pride is the key for falling lower and lower. Because God resists the proud. The only time God fights against his children is when they are proud. Pride. There's a proudful look. There's a proudful thought. There's a pr- there's proudful be- proud behavior. You feel you know some things. No, if you've gone to school, you went to school so that you can help those who didn't go to school. What is the essence of you going to school if you can't help those who didn't go to school? Are you what I'm talking about? You didn't go to school so that you can dominate others. No, that's not, that's not wise. That's not what God wants. You went to school to be able to help the weaker, the weaker ones, not to destroy. Hallelujah. God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. The more humble you are, the more grace God gives to you. And the more successful you become in whatever God wants you to become. So that is for, it's just a word to the wise, okay? So these guys were into knowledge. Hmm? Epicureans, Stoics, they are Gnostics and Agnostics. All kinds of people, various groups. You'll be shocked at how many um, sects that are in the system. You'll be, you'll be surprised. And they are around. So they took him and brought him to Masses or, or, or Europa, saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speaketh is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know therefore what things, what these things mean. For all the Athenians, this is what I want you to say, for all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. They spend their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Don't be like that. Like all your, it's like you want to hear something new. So you can't, even, you can't even stay in the house of God because it's like this place, they are not sharing certain things. You need to hear the dimensions of Moses' beard and Aaron's beard. And about Leviathan and Bohemoth. Yes, and about cockatrice. I mean, what is, how is that going to benefit you in life? Do you understand what I'm saying? There are a lot of things I know that I don't talk about. It's not necessary. It doesn't help anybody. It's important that you don't get into revelation. Like, I need, re- I need new revelation. Every day you need something new. I remember new books. I remember those, those, during those times, God taught me something. We were, we were at us, we were, I think we were, building, we were building or we, are, we were just about to build, something like that. And God asked me, how many materials do you need to build a building? And I started naming them. What do you need? Cement, stones, sand, Water, metal, so all iron rods, steel, whatever, trusses, everything is inside metal. No bizo. Glass, wood, just seven things. Can you imagine to get a place to stay and be happy with your family? You need only seven things to make it possible. The same materials repeated in different ways gives you a beam and gives you a pillar and gives you a wall and gives you the floor. Same materials repeated. Repeated, oh. Repeated. Say repeated. In a different way. And so you don't need to have, you don't need a lot of things. Same materials to repeated to get a house, to get something happening. That's how you build. 
or if you want your spiritual life to be built up, you don't need revelation from all over the world. Today you are on YouTube, you are listening to this person, listening to this person, listening to this person. Then tomorrow you are, you are here. You are, you are making a mistake. You are confusing your spirit. That's what you are doing. Why do you think when we went to school, when we went to uh, basic school, from nursery all the way to class three, nursery one, okay, let's start from KG. Let's say nursery, KG one, KG two, class one, two, three. Six years of your life, of your education, you had only one teacher in, in your class to teach you all the subjects. Did you, do you remember that happened? Is that what happened? When you were in class one, did you have science teacher, math teacher, English teacher, our world, our people, whatever. Now, now life's closest, our world, our people, something, something. Do you do, you, do, you do all those things? It was just one person who was teaching you at dif different things at different times. Why? You were being taught how to hear from one person. How to be, a, that is how education is done. Not, bring, you are going to confuse a child. The child needs to hear one person's voice per time. Do you see? Yes, or else it's not going to work. So if you just, you, you, are, you, are, you are growing the Lord, you are going small, and then all of a sudden you have 17 people who are teaching you. Today you are listening to T.D. Jakes. Tomorrow you are listening to Creflo Dollar. The next day you are listening to Joel Austin. The next time you are listening to who? Opambo. <laughs> the next time you are listening to Sydney, Cindy Trim. Kenneth Hagen. The next time you are listening to Joseph Prince. The next time you are listening to who again? Kenneth Copeland. Derek Prince. Hey! hey. You realize that you are becoming confused with time. You, will be, you keep coming to ask us questions. This person, when I'm preaching, you'll be asking a lot of questions. This person, but this person said this. This person, this person said this. And this person said, you are confusing yourself. You can't receive the word of God because you are confusing yourself. Do you understand? Yes. How many parents do we have? You have one set of parents. Only one set of parents. Yes. Who are responsible for you for a very long time before you, you are exposed to certain people. Yes. I see what I'm talking about. So you have to be very, very smart. Don't confuse yourself. Don't have a quest for a certain kind of revelation. You heard someone talking about some how the moon is connected to uh, 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 something and it's uh, it's what hey, brother <laughs> before long you are studying the moon you are forgotten about Jesus Christ you are forgotten about the Holy Spirit you are now into moon studies hey, have you seen some before yeah. I have seen some before yes I've not been I'm not I'm not that old but I've seen I've seen a lot of things by God's grace hallelujah so be very, very careful. Okay? Be very, very careful. After Paul, Paul preached a very powerful message to them, look at verse 32. Acts chapter 17, verse 32. You cannot grow if you are into those things. Hmm? Every time, a new thing, hearing a new thing and telling it. Yes. Have you heard? This is the new thing that is around. Yes. Now people are teaching, okay, palm reading is being thought. In church, I tell you, it's even a long time ago, it's not today. Palm reading is being taught in church. Elements, so many things. The gospel of Judas is being taught. I mean, all kinds of things. Is there? Ah, you. 
So as for the internet, you have a lot of things on it. But you have to be very, very smart. You see, it's from class four. Then you start having different teachers. Have you seen? When you get to class four, even in the same school, not outside that school, in the same school, the school decides that we are giving you more teachers. Then they come and come and teach you. So in this same church, I, I bring people to come and preach to you. I've mentioned some people for you to listen to. Haven't you heard me mention anybody's name before? Hey, so what is your problem? Why are you interested in something else? You should have time. You, are not even, you can't even hear what we are saying. Before long, you, you will not be here. You start marking the message. I didn't say it the way the person said it. I didn't preach. I didn't preach with many windows. I didn't have... Do you understand windows? With many stories. I didn't have uh, physical things to show. I didn't preach with, with fruits. Eh? There's a preacher who can preach with fruits. He can preach with this one. He can preach with so many things. And he sits on the floor. So I will not sit on the floor. Is it by force? <laughs> Let me preach and be happy. Oh? Wow. Oh, he, 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 oh no, no. Don't, don't do that. It says, and when they heard the of the resurrection of the dead, Paul was preaching, preached about Jesus, preached about the resurrection of the, of the dead, some mocked. Can you, can you imagine? Because of how they were, because of the knowledge they had, after hearing the message, they mocked. They were mocking at the preacher. Do you understand mocking? They were mocking at the preacher. Yes. And others said, we will hear the D again, of this matter. They were not, the word of God did not come to do anything for them. Paul, if you like, read from verse 22 all the way to verse 31, you'll be shocked. It's a long read, that's why I'm not reading it. Paul preached the gospel, explained about Jesus Christ, used a lot of things around them to explain. When he finished, they were laughing at him. Why? Too much knowledge. They know too many things. And their quest is to seek certain things. I pray that you will not be like that in Jesus' name. Point number six is to receive the word with joy. Receive the word with what? Joy. With joy. Receive the word of God with joy. With joy. With joy. With joy. Receive the word with joy. Wow. This message, eh? Acts 17, 32. Look at this. At the phrase, raising from the dead, the listeners split. The people started leaving. Some laughed at him and walked off making jokes. Yes, they mocked at him. Others said, let's do this again. We want to hear you. We want to hear more. Let's do it again. <laughs> Preaching that changed people in other places. In this place, you couldn't change them. Yes, wild guys. Too many things. I know some people who have gotten to know so many things that now they can't be in any church. They can't be in any church. They started off in the house of God. Now they can't, they can't be in the house of God. Yes, because when they sit anywhere, they are criticized. They can't, they can't listen. Yes, they are criticizing all the time. When the person talks, oh, but this one is not like this. It's checking the error. But this one, this message, this particular thing, this topic that you have mentioned, no, it's not like this. It's supposed to be like all the time. You know too much. You know too much. It's a problem. Oh, yes. Before long, you are not, you've lost your Christianity. Okay? When you are saved, you are saved. But... You, you got saved by your own will, and you can be unsaved by your own will. So once saved, forever saved, it's not completely true, because it's not, it's not like that. Once saved, saved, it, but it depends on your will. If you decide not to be saved again, you will not be saved. I don't know if you get it. 
Uh -huh. Don't have it, you know, once saved, forever saved, so uh, I, I can do whatever. No, it's not true. If you, if, you lose, if you lose the knowledge of God, you have lost it. And the Bible says it is impossible to renew, to, to bring back all those who have lost it. It's not possible. So don't get to that place. The devil never gives up on you. When you get born again, he doesn't give up. He really wants to make sure that he takes you out of the kingdom of God. Because he can't, that's why he keeps pursuing you. Because he knows he can do it. He's taking some people out. Yes. Yes. He's taking some people out over the years. As time has gone on. You know, there are those who think that because I'm saved, I can, fool, I can do whatever I want to. I can fool around. It's not true. You can fool around and get yourself out of the kingdom of God. Oh, yes. So don't believe in such, don't, don't think about those things. Do you understand? Yes. You can, you can, get, you can kick, get yourself kicked out. You can kick yourself out of the kingdom of God easily by certain knowledge that you, before long you are now chanting. You are a child of God, you are chanting. You've forgotten about Jesus. You've forgotten about the Holy Spirit. You've forgotten about the Word of God. You are now reading other books apart from the Bible. Sixth and seventh book of Moses. Book of Barnabas. Book of Judas. Gospel of Judas. There are, there are some mistakes in the Bible. There are some new versions that have come that, whatever, that are better. Be careful. Before long, you, don't, you are not a child of God anymore. Before long. Oh, yes. Before long, you are not. Just like something happened. Ah, you. They say there are mistakes in my message. Just last week, I said, wow, beautiful. Yes. Can you imagine? Yes. I don't know. I don't know this. I'm just hearing this. Yes. Maybe after church, you can tell me into details. <laughs> Hallelujah. People have made shipwreck of their faith. Yes. Because they preach that the resurrection has already happened. <laughs> so receive the word of God with joy. Yes. Psalm 112 verse 1. It's simple. It's not, the word, it's not complicated at all. It's very, what you are seeing is what you are seeing. It's the simplicity of the gospel. It's very simple. Paul was so angry at the point. He said, listen, look at, go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians, <laughs> 2 Corinthians 11 verse, verse, verse 2. Look at it. 2 Corinthians 11. It says, would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly. And indeed, bear with me. It says, I'm coming to say some things. I want you to bear with me in my, in my folly. I'm being foolish, but let me, let me still say it anyway. For I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a, a, a chaste virgin to Christ. I, I'm jealous over you, the godly jealousy. I want you to be preserved until the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I don't want you to lose your faith. I don't want to lose you. Next verse. Verse 3. But I fear. Paul is the one who said we shouldn't say I fear. But he's saying I fear. But I fear. I'm concerned. That's what he's talking I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned, but I fear, lest by any means as a serpent beguiled or deceived Eve. Eve was in the Eden of God, in the garden of God, in the presence of God, a devil came and took her out. You dare be there, you'll be, you'll be shocked. Eh? But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, his deceit, eh? subtle things. I was like, oh, they, we are using the word. Then they start, before long, you are, not, you are now a Jew. You say that you were a Jew. Hmm. You were a herbalist. Before long, you have become a herbalist. You have mango leaves, 
purple leaves, this one leaf, you combine leaves and then as you are praying, and then you are, you are channeling yourself through the leaves to God. Nonsense. Is that what is in the Bible? But it's being taught. People are doing it on all levels. Oh, yes. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent began through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The simplicity, your mind should be corrupted from the It's so simple. So simple. Your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. I fear. You will not be corrupted in Jesus' name. I said you will not be corrupted in Jesus' name. So receive the word of joy. Psalm 112, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. You, you see, you must learn to delight yourself in the Lord and in his word. He says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. A man that feareth the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandments. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighted greatly. Do you understand delight? I'm not talking about, there's a so-called delight, eh? I'm talking about de delight, like rejoicing yourself, rejoicing in the word. This is the message. Message version says, Hallelujah, blessed, blessed man, blessed woman who fear God, who cherish and relish his commandments. You cherish and you, re you enjoy the word. Like the word of God is very, very important to you. And as it is coming, you are happy. As it is coming, you are expressing joy. Have you ever been happy before? Yeah. What do you do when you're happy? You, you enjoy yourself. Your laughter even changes. Yeah. When you're happy, you're, you realize that the laughter that is hidden in the box, yeah. <laughs> it will come out. The laughter that nobody knows, you see that it's coming. Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. Yes. He says, delight yourself. The, the man that fears the Lord and delights himself in the Lord, in the commandment, in the word, the word commandment is the word of God, in the word of God, is blessed. Look at the next verse. Verse 2. His seed, this man will have his seed be mighty upon the earth. His seed shall be mighty in, in the earth, upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. His seed, you see, the way for your seed to become mighty in the earth is by fearing the Lord and delighting yourself in his commandment. Like, when the, as the word of God is coming, you are happy. You are a happy person. You are full of joy. You receive the word of God. That, that shows that the thing is really exciting for you. It is really doing something for you. Do you see? If a boy is talking to you and rapping you, maybe you are even angry about something. Then he starts talking. Oh, baby. You know that you are my only. You are my one and only. I don't know what, what I'll do without you. If I lose you, I have lost something. You see, you'll be there, you are, you are like this. Oh. Then he starts smiling. Words are coming, so it is it is affecting your emotions. Uh-huh. The word of God must also affect your emotions. Like you are sitting there, you are sitting in the church, they are preaching you, and you are stiff. They are saying something that is funny. <laughs> hey, why? Why? What is going on? Are we are we what what why? <laughs> he says the man that delights himself in the word of God his seed is blessed his seed shall be mighty upon the earth his children will be mighty upon the earth the generation of the upright shall be blessed look at verse 3 
Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Those who are emotional with the word and rejoice with the word. It says, their wealth and riches shall be in his house. And his righteousness endure it forever. I so I want to be happy in the, in the Lord. Yes. Happy about the word of God that is coming. If it is treating you, you smile anyways. If it is treating you, like it's your matter they are talking about. Just be happy. Smile and face and face straight. Be happy. Correction has come for me. Change has come for me. I'm getting better. Let me smile and be happy. Instead of saying, hmm. If they will see me again. Allah. <laughs> Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. Wow. wow. Yes. You must delight yourself in God's word. Psalm 1, verse 2. Let's read from verse 1 so it makes more sense. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 2. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor searcheth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his delight, his joy, what brings him excitement? What brings him joy? What brings him happiness? What makes him act differently and make him, makes him act like a child? Have you ever acted like a child as an adult before? Yes, I mean, you are so happy. You, I mean, you are just flowing. Yes, you are happy. Like the word of God should make you happy. Receive the word of God with happiness, with joy, with delight, with laughter, with gladness. Are you seeing it? Yes, but his delight, his joy, what makes him happy is the word of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. So the word of God, David said that the word of God makes him happy. As it's coming, he's happy. He's English. He likes what the Lord teaches. Ah. He repeats it day and night. He likes what the Lord teaches. He repeats it day and night. You must like, when you like, oh, someone said, I like you. Then the lady said, I like you how you like. I like how you like me. I like you. I like how you like me. Yes. Let the Lord know that you like his word. As his word is coming, you are happy. You are excited. Hallelujah. <laughs> Bishop Oedipo say, excited. You are excited. Hallelujah. Psalm 119 verse 162. I'm just showing you many scriptures along this line. Because it is in the script, it is there in the Bible. Okay? Psalm 119, verse 162. I mean, people want to be like David. David is showing what kind of he's showing what kind of a man he, he was. He's showing us what kind of a man he was. How, how was David with the word of God? David said, Thou hast made me a wonder unto my generation. How did he become a wonder unto his generation? He did it, he loved the word of God. He rejoiced at the word of God. He says, Look at this. He says, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Eh? I rejoice at thy word. I am so excited about your word, like someone who has found great treasure, free money. If you find, how much have you ever found on the floor before? How, how, how much have you ever, what's the highest amount you have found? 50 CDs. I have seen 200 CDs on the floor. Was it 200? Yeah, 250, 54 on the floor. Yes. I tell you. When I saw it, I was so happy. I didn't want to announce, so I just. <laughs> but I knew, I knew it was for somebody, because the way why it was, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been uh, miracle money. The next day, when the people came back to my house, I asked them, "Did anybody lose any money?" 
Someone said, well, I lost 200. I said, well, it's here. You can have it. And I gave it back to him. But the joy of finding it. <laughs> have you ever found, found money before? <laughs> you didn't find the owner. Amazing. There's nobody. Yes. Amazing. Miracle money. 50 Ghana. Especially when you are, you are, you are in deep trouble. And the Lord tells some money just, hey. Can you hide your joy? Can you say that? Oh. <laughs> hey, as soon as you find it now. You start singing songs. What my eyes was not on, I have found. That's the English version. <laughs> yeah, this is message, but look at message version. Message says, I'm ecstatic over what you say. Like one who strikes it rich. I'm ecstatic. So receive the word of God with some ecstasy, some joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is correct. It's the correct thing to do. Yes, it's the right thing to do. Not to be diplomatic all the time. You have been in this church. You have been in this church for six months. Every time. You are the coolest guy. What, why? why? Hey. You are not as handsome as you think you are, my friend. You are handsome, but I mean. But we, are not moved. we are not moved by your handsomeness. Listen, be, be relaxed. Tell me, but be relaxed in the presence of God. Relax in the presence of God. Enjoy the word of God. Yes. It's a way to receive the word. Look at, look at David. It says, I'm ecstatic over what you see. Like one who strikes a rich. I like it. I like your word. As a word is coming, I'm happy. I'm excited. Yes. Misheric type of receiving of the word. Not. Yes. It's not a funeral service. You should be happy. Yes. If it demands that we shout, we shout. If it demands that we be cool, we be cool. Whatever it is, we flow with it. Hallelujah. Can I show you more? Psalm 48 verse 11. Many scriptures. Many scriptures. Psalm 48 verse 11. Oh yes. You see what he said? Love it. It's in the Bible. Let me show you that one. <laughs> Luke chapter 11 verse 27. Before we come to Psalm 48. It's in the Bible. That's a means of rejoicing at the word. And it came to pass, as Jesus spake these things, a certain woman in the company, as Jesus was preaching, <laughs> a certain woman in the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee and the breast that which gave you sack. Oh, yes. Jesus was preaching. Someone stood up and said, Hey, you are so, like, she was so excited about the word. She said, You are blessed. Blessed is the womb that bore you. And blessed are the breasts that fed you. Man. What a word, what a word, what a word, what a word, what a word. Yes. No, it's like the word does not do anything. You are a cadaver, cadaveric. You know cadaver. You know a cadaver. Let's check the, you don't know cadaver. Let's check what it's like. You don't know it. Your response is, is suspicious. Let's check it in the Bible. Hey, sorry, in the dictionary. It cannot be in the Bible. Cadaver. Eh? A corpse. A cadaver is what? A corpse. If 
no matter what you do, a corpse will not move. Is it a corpse? Yeah. It's not moving. If a corpse moves, the funeral will all leave. <laughs> we'll run away. Hey! No, like the word of God does not do anything to you. It doesn't solicit any emotion from you. No emotion of joy, of concern, of what? I mean, you're just there. Unmovable. Won't move. Shan't move. Can't move. Couldn't move. Wouldn't move. Hey! I refuse to be like that. Someone stood up and said, Bless, bless is the womb that gave them to you. And the paps, the paps. The pups, the, the breast that fed you. Ah, you are blessed. blessed. And Jesus responded. Jesus responded and said, Rather, so he, he, the person influenced Jesus' message. Jesus was preaching, the person said something, and Jesus gave her a reply. And said, But he said, Yeah, rather, yes, it's true. But rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. What a, what a service. What a service. What a service. That is response from the congregation. As he's preaching, people are responding. Yes. Oh yes. Joy. Ecstasy. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Psalm 48 verse 11. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad. Why? Because of thy judgments. Judgments is the word of God. So because of the word of God, it says, let Mount Zion rejoice and let the daughters of Judah be glad because of the word of God. Because of the word of God. So that's why God is coming. There's excitement, there's joy. There's excitement, there's joy. Do you see? It's a way of receiving the word. You need to receive it with joy, with excitement, with joy, with excitement. Yes, if it demands that you rise up, you rise up. If it demands that you shout, you shout. If it demands that you run around, you run around. If it demands that you, you, you move in your, in your table like that, wow. Wow. Mazagadaba. If it demands that you speak in tongues, you speak in tongues. Like, let the word of God pull out your emotions in the house of God. You see what I'm talking about? One day they sent some people to go and apprehend Jesus. This is John chapter 7. When, they, when Jesus was talking, was preaching. John 7, 37. He rose and said, In the last day, that great day, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Next verse. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow the rest of living water. As he's saying this, the people who had been sent to come and catch him were there. Next verse. But this speaking of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, of a truth, this is the prophet. So, as, as the message is going on, they are like, this guy is the prophet. Like, it's soliciting emotions from the people. You get it? It's getting some response from the people. You should, you should respond to God's word. Appropriately. Not, not just sitting down. Okay? Yes. If it demands that you cry, you cry. Oh, yes. I mean, allow your emotions to go. Eh? Yes. Let it stir you up. Do something to you. Yes. Next verse. Others said, no, Charlie, it cannot be. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? No, I don't think so. Has not the scripture said, Christ come out of the city of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? Many things. Next verse. So there was a division among the people because of him. Verse 44. And some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Next verse. 
then, the, then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees. And they said unto them, why have you not brought him? Why, why is he? I told, we told you to go and bring him. The officers answered, never man speak like this man. They, they were, they, you see, they were moved by what? They were enjoying, they want to enjoy this. They were sent to go and arrest. They went to enjoy the service. And they came back and came to say that we, we, we really enjoy. Nobody speaks like this man. We can't, we can't arrest him. Nobody speaks. It's too, it's too wonderful. Next verse. And the people, the, 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 go to the next verse, verse 47. They answered them, the Pharisees, the Pharisees, have you guys also been deceived? They were so happy, they couldn't take him. They were so awestruck, they couldn't pick him up. Hallelujah. Psalm 97, verse 8. I rejoice at your word as one who has struck it rich. What? He says, Zion heard and was glad. Zion heard the word and was glad. And the daughters of Judah rejoiced because of thy judgment, O Lord. Have you seen it? They rejoiced because of your judgment. If you've read in your Bible, you'll notice that we, we every child of God, is, uh, 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 is, is, is how do I even say it? Is a Jew by the Spirit. You see, we, we don't need to celebrate Jewish feasts for us to know that we are connected in a certain way. Jesus has connected us. Romans chapter, Romans chapter 2. Last verse of Romans chapter 2. Look at it quickly, please. He says, but he's a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Have you seen it? But he's a Jew, which is one what? Inwardly. So they are, we are inward Jews, and he says circumcision is that of the heart. So there's, the, there's something called the heart circum, the circumcision of the heart, which is done by Jesus in the new birth. Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. Look at Colossians 2, 11. Are you born again? If you are born again, you have been circumcised by the circumcision of the Spirit. Okay? By Christ. In whom also, in Christ also, you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Have you seen it? So we are circumcised in the Spirit, and that makes us Jews. We are the seed of Abraham. Eh? That is in Galatians chapter 3. Let's read 28 to 29 so that we understand it even better. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither born nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ, in Christ Jesus. Then he says, go to the next verse. And if you be Christ, are you Christ? Do you belong to Christ? If you are Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. Then you are Abraham's seed. And as according to the promise. So every child of God who belongs to God is Abraham's seed. You are a child of, you are a seed of Abraham. And that makes you a Jew. Do you understand? That doesn't mean you should, you should celebrate Pentecost and Feast of Tabernacles. And that, the Bible says that all those things are fulfilled in Christ. Jesus is the body. All those things are shadows. That's in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. Look at Colossians 2, 16. Everything is in the Bible. Read the Bible, you'll be fine. Stop reading all kinds of foolishness. Read the Bible. Eh? Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holiday. Some people say that we shouldn't eat certain things. Have we, have we heard some before? We don't eat snails. We don't eat pork. It says, Charlie, be happy. Yeah. Be what? Happy. Be happy. Receive it with thanksgiving. Yeah. He says, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day. Like, this one is a holy day. This one is not a... Ah. Today is what? Today is Pentecost. Amazing. And we don't know. We are still here. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Whether it's Pentecost, it's not Pentecost. Jesus is alive. The Holy Ghost is already here. That's the most important thing. Or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days. These are the feasts of the Old Testament. 
Next verse. Then it says, which are all those feasts are a shadow of things to come. But the body, the reality of it is Christ. If Jesus, if, should I, why should I relate with your shadow when you are here? You are here, you are physically here. Why should I, it says all those things, feast, whatever, tabernacles, pentacles, uh, uh, Pesach, whatever, but Midrash, whatever, all those things, eh? Rosh Hashanah, Hanukkah, all those things eh, are fulfilled in Christ. All of those things are shadows. Jesus is the reality. If you, go to, if you go into the scriptures, you see that all those things are actually Jesus. And Jesus has come. If you have Jesus now, you don't need, you don't need to celebrate Hanukkah to know that you are of God. It's a problem in the body of Christ now. Yeah. The Jews are trying, the Jews who are Christians are trying to bring Judaism into the body of Christ. And the Gentiles, okay, who are Christians, are also trying to bring, they are, no, they are trying to bring demons into the church. They are trying to bring idolatry into the church. And it is not, it didn't start, it started a long time ago, so Paul addressed it. God allowed Paul to address it. Address it. Hmm? I, this is not my topic, but I mean, as I'm talking about it, I mean, yes. yes. Hallelujah. So we are, we are, we are, Spiritually speaking, we are of the seed of Abraham. Okay? So whatever I said about Mount Zion or, 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 or Jerusalem is actually in reference to us. If you read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, the Bible says that, but you are come unto Mount Zion. All of us, as a child of God, you have arrived at Mount Zion. We are giving back to Mount Zion. Mount Zion is the city of our solemnities. That's where we, that's where we live. Do you see? But you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God. So we are in the city of the living God, which is the heavenly Jerusalem. And to an innumerable company of ages, it goes on and on and on. So almost all the scriptures that concern Zion are actually scriptures that are for us, as Christians, as children of God. And you can, you can take comfort from those scriptures. So what I just read to you in Psalm 48, is actually scriptures concerning us. I don't forget it. So go back to that place, Psalm 48, verse 11. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Who is Mount Zion? The church. The church is Mount Zion. Or Mount Zion is the church. So it says, let the church rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah Eh? who are all children of God, be glad because of thy judgment, because of the word of God. Let them be excited because of the word of God. He's showing you what we should do. Let the word of God bring you excitement. Okay? Let it stir you up emotionally. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Psalm 97, verse 8. Zion heard. Who is Zion? Zion is a church, right? It says, the church heard the word and was glad. And the daughters of Judah rejoiced because of thy judgment, O Lord. Same scripture in different places. Have you seen it? Yes. So it's important that we respond to the word. We must learn to extol and glorify the word of God. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. You must learn to extol and glorify the word of God. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse, verse 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have what? Free course and be glorified even as it is with you. So Paul is writing to the Thessalonian church. Then he says, pray for us. We are preaching to other people. Pray for us. So the word of God may be glorified even as it is with you. Meaning that the Thessalonians were, such, were a church that allowed, they, they, they allowed the word of God to bring them to the point of glorifying God as the word of God was coming to them. Look at, look at the Amplified. The Amplified says it in a nicer way. Furthermore, brethren, do pray for us that the word of the Lord may, spread, may speed on, spread rapidly, and run its course, and be glorified and extolled 
and triumph even as it has done with you. So the word of God had been glorified in their lives. Had been, it was being extolled and it was triumphing with them. You see, in, in, in Acts chapter 19 verse 20, the Bible says that the word of God grew so much in Ephesus that it prevailed. Okay? So mightily grew the word and prevailed. Acts 19 20. So mightily grew the word of God and what? The word of God must prevail in your life. It must prevail in your heart. It must break all the emotional blockades in your life. It has to prevail in your life. You must learn to, you must allow the word of God to, to do that, to break all the strongness in your life. The word of God is like hammer. So if you're, you, you, are, you are the cool type, allow the word of God to prevail over your coolness, to make you something else. All this whatever temperament, whatever, is in your soul. Which is the folly, it's the folly, it's in the folly nature. They don't believe in the temperaments like that. So you boldly say that, as for me, I am choleric. You are choleric and so what we should do. So you are going to beat everybody. You are going to stamp on everybody's emotion. You hurt somebody when they say, oh, you've hurt this person. So me, I'm choleric. That's how I am. I'm going to hurt you again. Very soon. I don't, I don't apologize. My type, we don't apologize. Your face like something. Allow the word of God shape you. Let the word of God prevail over your life. Hallelujah. And let it mold you into what he wants you to be. Okay? Yes. Let the word be glorified in your life. Glorify the word as the word of God is coming. Acts chapter 13, verse 46. Acts 13, 46. Look at this. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, it's what Paul and Barnabas were preaching to some, some people. The Jews were there and they rejected them. So they waxed bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you Jews. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. So they, they turned and went to the Gentiles. You know, God sent Peter and the others to the Jews and sent Paul and Barnabas and Silas to the Gentiles. Okay, so the Gentiles could respond more to Paul and the Jews could respond more to, uh, to Peter and the rest. Hallelujah. So they turned to the Gentiles. For so has the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. Now, look at the next verse. This is what I want you to see. It says, and when the Gentiles heard, when they heard this, when they heard the word, they were very, they were glad. You understand glad? Glad means they were excited. At the coming of the word, they were excited. They were, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. You must glorify the word of the Lord as you hear it. And as many as were ordained to eternal life, believe. Now, let's read the Amplified of this. Look at the Amplified. And when the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced. They re what? Rejoiced. They rejoiced. And glorified, praised, and gave thanks for the word of God. You must always glorify the word. You must give thanks for the word of God. And as many as were destined, appointed, blah, blah. They rejoiced. That's what I want. They praised and gave thanks. They glorified, extolled the word. They rejoiced. The Bible says we should rejoice. Rejoice evermore. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 verse 1. Look at it. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Finally, my brethren. Finally, my brethren. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. So we are, we are told to rejoice in the Lord. Eh? Yes. We are, and how do you rejoice? The word of God is the Lord. I forgot that Jesus is the word. As the word is coming, what do you do? You rejoice in the word. You glorify the word. You extol the word. You become excited because of the word. Hallelujah. It's a very powerful way of receiving the word of God. Okay? Yes. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Rejoice in the word. That's what he's telling you. Rejoice in the word of God. So I see you rejoicing. Amen. The days of you sitting like a cadaver in the church is over. <laughs> Those days are over. The word of God will move you in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not become too old for the word of God. Yes, even at age 80, you will, be, you will still be rejoicing at the, at the word. At 90, you will be rejoicing at the word. Not like this. I say I refuse to be like that. Say it again. Say it with them. I refuse to be like that. Yes. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with shouting in the church. Yes. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You understand a joyful? Make a joyful noise. There's nothing wrong. It is not a Pentecostal thing. It's a scriptural thing. It's a scriptural. It's not a Pentecostal thing. It's not a charismatic thing. It's a scriptural thing. Yes. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Do you understand? Yes. Rejoice. Make a joyful noise. Psalm 100 verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye, all ye Pentecostals, all ye Charismatics, all ye young churches. No, what are you talking about? It's in the Bible. It is in the Bible. Yes. Hallelujah. Respond with joy when you behold wondrous things in the Word. You see, as the Word of God, come, as the word of God comes to you, something will hit you. As something unique. Sometimes God showers something on you through the word. As, as it's coming to you, hey, I never saw this thing this way. You can respond with a shout. You can respond with a jig, something. Wow. Hey, beautiful. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. So after you appreciate, you just stand up. Man. There's nothing wrong with it. That's how it's supposed to be. You are reacting to the word. It's a sign that you are receiving the word. Remember, I'm preaching on how to receive the word for maximum impact. Receive, and this point is receive the word of God with joy. With joy. With joy. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord. Isn't it? Yes. So respond, with the, the, with spend, respond to the word of God with what? With joy. When you behold wondrous things. When you behold wondrous things. Hallelujah. Psalm 119 verse 18. Psalm 119, verse 18. Open thou my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. This is David talking to the Lord. He says, open my eyes, so that I may behold wondrous things, wonderful things, exciting things out of your word. As, your word, as the word of God comes, there are things that, there are revelations that the Lord gives to you. Do you get it? God brings an understanding to you. It always happens to you as the word of God is coming. The word of God is like a, the sun shining in its intensity and as it comes that's various things for various people and that's what various things for various people and when you get yours respond to it respond with joy yes so respond with joy when you behold wondrous things in the word psalm 19 verse 8 psalm 19 verse 8 the statutes of the lord are right rejoicing the heart it brings joy to the heart the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. So the word of God, the, the word statutes is actually the word of God. The statutes of the Lord are right, 
and it causes their hearts to rejoice. The commandment or the word of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So when the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, what do you do? Rejoice with the word. Respond with joy. Hallelujah. Psalm 119 verse 130. Psalm 119 verse 130. Beautiful scriptures. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. So when the light of God's word hits you, when you receive understanding, when understanding comes to you, what do you do? Respond with joy. Let it, let it stay your emotions up. Let it get something out of you. That's kind of what we are trying to say. Okay? Psalm 18, verse 28 to verse 29. Many scriptures. Do you like many scriptures? Psalm 18, verse 28. For thou will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. He will light. That's, the word of God. that's what the word of God does. He lights your candle. He will enlighten your darkness. He will bring light into the dark place where you are. Where you needed information concerning what you needed information about. He leads you. He brings you information concerning it. Next verse 29. For by thee I have run through a troop. And by my God have I lived over a wall. Amazing. So if the Lord is bringing you victory about something, what do you do? You respond with joy. It brings, it says, it brings joy to my heart. So respond. Always respond to the word of God with joy. Hallelujah. See, I respond to the word of God. With joy. All the time. Yes. Go back to Psalm 112, verse 1. Always remember the scripture. Psalm 112, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighted or is happy greatly in his commandments. Verse, verse 2. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Always remember this. That the more you rejoice at the word of God, the, more, the mightier you become. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.